This is CliffCentral.com. He was gone, but only for a few hours. And now, he is back. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Get ready for a brand new episode. Are you ready? Your new Africa experience. Let's go. Ready? Come on. One, two, three. Break it down. It's that time of the day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the only Africa experience. The O'Neill Africa Experience. This is CliffCentral.com. Listen to me when I tell you this, man. This boy is lethal, both in production and everything else. He seems to be running the scene at the moment. His name is Techno. This is Rara. Good afternoon, welcome to the O'Neill Africa Experience on a Friday afternoon. Running solo today is going to be an amazing show. We've lined up like all kinds of uh, fun for you. Uh, I'm super excited about the first guest though. Like, And I also feel a little bit embarrassed because I realize she's been coming here for a long time to South Africa. But for some reason our paths just never crossed. But... Look, music is the universal language So as long as I understand her talent And I know what I mean by I understand her talent This woman is super talented And you will know in just a minute uh, What I mean by that If you have not heard about Becca Becca is live in studio with us today Becca, how you doing? Welcome to the show <clears throat> Well, I'm a little disappointed Because you haven't never invited me in your show before You but, know what? There is... But I'm a Christian And so I prayed before thank, I got in here God. <laughs> Thank God you're a Christian. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> ah, man. Listen, uh, we're grateful to have you here. I'm glad to be here. I have a feeling this is what I, I enjoy. This is what, what I enjoy mostly about what I do. Because there are opportunities such as this one where uh, for both my listeners who have never heard of you or who haven't heard your music, I and them at the same time will get to learn about you. Mm. So I suppose the I'm hoping that the questions that I ask are representative of what they would like to know about you. Yeah. And you have a beautiful smile, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yes. So talk to me about. Do you guys know he's really handsome? Maybe wow. you didn't know, but Why I'm you telling do you. That to me? <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me, Becca? <laughs> now we might have to kill the show early and get out of here. So Becca is in the studio. Becca is all the way from Ghana. Yeah. And this is by no means your first time here in South Africa. No, not at all. Not at when, all. when was the first time you were here? Um, 2007. 
What? 2007. Yeah, because yeah, I have a song with I had a song with um, Uncle Hugh Hugh Masikela who just passed. Yes. Before. Yes. And then of course, of course, some some time in 2013 as well, got a song with Uhuru. Yes. As well called Move. And so uh, South Africa is my third home, I'd say, because I'm in Ghana and then Nigeria and then South Africa. So. It's it's this is my home. I love it. Let's just here. let's just take it back a little bit. How did you get into the music in, uh, industry? Well, that's and that's a that's an easy question. I like that you ask me easy questions, but you know, but that's <laughs> what you think for now. I know, I know. As much as I said, I looked at you <laughs> in your eyes. Well, I've always sang. I sang at church. I sang at school, and during in school there's something called assembly where we meet in the morning and we you know we listen to the news they have for us and information is given to us. And I always sang there as well. But majorly, I sang at church all the time. Growing up, I came from a home that everyone sang. My father was in the choir. My mother was in the choir. My brother sang everybody just sang a church or a school choir or something so i grew up in a, a home that was filled with music it was really musical so music was really just a part of my life and in some 2007 yes i happened to i was i schooled in london but then i was going home for holidays then i met i went into one of these places where there was a music event going on met some of my schoolmates who happened to be doing music at that time then they introduced me to my record label at that time ekb records and i remember he said come to the studio I said mm, no I'm not gonna do this but then you know funny enough I kept m- meeting this person over and over again so I went in the studio once um, there was already a beat there and I started singing and the first song which was You Lie To Me became a hit and so I just started doing music that's it look the, it's a process right it is there a long is, process yeah. there is um, the part where you go into a studio and you end up having a hit and then there's deciding what's, what your sound is going forward. Yeah. Sonically, where are you and how did you arrive at that okay. uh, particular sound? Great. I mean, I, I, know, I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I got into music because I am the sort of person that really believes in culture. I believe in originality and Ghanaian. And Ghana is known for high life. And so it's something that I was never going to throw because I knew that I couldn't do better than Beyonce. You know, so I had to do something that made people um, see me as a different artist. And my genre of music is high life. As much as I twist it and I, and I add reggae dancehall sound, Sometimes, because I collaborate with people sometimes, and there's the Afro pop that I used to do as well, and fuse it. Primarily, I would say that I'm an I'm, I'm a high life artist, and so that's what I've always wanted to do. Okay, if you're joining us in studio all the way from Ghana, we are hanging out with Becca. It's about to get lit. Stay put. You must give me your heart, This is CliffCentral.com. Okay, we have to get serious now, Becca. Are you married? Not yet. Yeah, it's a good thing you're not married because if you sound like this, why are you not married, Becca? <laughs> Maybe I've been waiting for you. Are you married? Listen, I've always known that time would come <laughs> where <laughs> you'll just fall on my leg. Oh boy, right from heaven, eh? <laughs> I love your sound. There is something authentic about your sound and the the life elements are very obvious when I'm listening to it. Talk to me about the production of this particular song. This particular song, you can hear a lot of guitars life in there, a lot of drums life in there. Um, This is a song um, with um, Mr. Easy. Becca and Mr. Easy was on my album last year, the unveiling album. And this particular song, I actually did the song all alone. And then I sat back and I said, you know what? 
what if I put someone on it? And that is me. I always finish doing the song fully before I put anybody on it. Because when, when I finish doing the song, I sit back and I'm like, okay, I feel like we could change that or change that or make that better. So I sat back and at that time, Easy was popping. But it wasn't just about that because that's not how I determine who I choose for my songs. Yeah. What I do is I look for who's going to add value to the song and if the beat and rhythm suits the person's style. And this style really suited Mr. Easy and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And so I contacted him and my little brother said, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. Come along, let's do it. So we just went into the studio We already had a beat I mean of course the song was ready So I just took the parts that I wanted him to do Took my voices out and gave it to him And he came up with this amazing concept you know, It's and an he amazing recording. collaboration And we started recording And we said you know what I am I'm a live girl. I perform live. I don't perform it, you know, any backing, nothing. I like to be on stage live because I believe that give people their money's worth, you yeah. know. So, and also I just feel like, you know, for you to be really heard properly, then you need to go out there and do live because we're in the studio all the time and a lot of things are tweaked, you know. So for people to really appreciate you, sometimes you need to show them what you have on stage. And I really like live because then you can add all the elements. And the good thing about life is when you're making a mistake, you can just, you know, correct it. Correct. So I like that you know unlike the cassidy when you make a mistake you make that mistake you can't go back you know so i like the whole life thing and this song a lot of instrumental um, instruments were playing live because i just like th the things to be like because i believe when it's live you can appreciate it more and it's it has a longer life and it, i call it my evergreen music so every song that i do um i make sure that there's a live instrument there that thing has something in there has to catch you your attention you know you have to always remember it i know if i tell you what do you remember right now you're probably going to say the guitars you know you remember the ending and the guitar so that's how i do my music and that's how this music was done you sound like somebody who's well experienced and you um i love the fact that you also come across somebody who has a good head on her shoulder like you you're very assertive about your artistry as well talk to me about I don't imagine it's been one lesson. I'd love to say, talk to me about your greatest lesson, but I, I, I imagine they've, they vary yeah. depending on what you're dealing with. But talk to me about your experiences, especially the ones that you would consider profound. Okay. Now, there's, there's one thing I'm going to tell you, and I think that this doesn't just go to, it's not just about myself, but I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially when you're in the music industry or in any industry at all, whether you're a doctor, a teacher, or a host, a presenter, an AOP, whatever you are. I remember when I started doing music, I mean, I have a big voice, and when I see a big voice, I sound very masculine sometimes when I sing. And I remember getting into the studio and may he so rest in perfect pivot, Uncle Hugh, Hugh Masikela. And the first time I sang, I remember remember when I'm listening to people who sounded a bit like Whitney and were able to do all that, I really wanted to sing that way. I wanted that voice. I kept saying, why can't I sing like that? You know? And then I remember in the studio, Uncle Hugh said to me, he said, you know, Becca, you have such a unique voice and nobody, I've not heard anybody that has that kind of voice you have because when you belch, right, it's really amazing. It's different. Do not try to be like anybody else. And he would tell me, you're African and stay true to yourself. You know, you know Uncle, he was all about was, Africanism. He's all about He was very African, honest about it. Very honest about it. And he won't lie to me. He said, he would tell me, this voice you have, 
do not ever change it i'm telling you becky you're unique and that's the kind of lessons that i learned that you know everyone is created in a different way you can never be like anybody else you can try to be like somebody you can take somebody as your mentor and you can learn something from them but every time when somebody will ask me um somebody will say oh you're my mentor and i want to be just like you i tell them i love that you want to be just like me but you know what you're much more than me because you're better you're unique and you're different and you can do things that i may never be able to do so do not aspire to be just like me aspire to be better than i am improve your own artistry your own art your own act and be a better person just take me just like i have i have mentors mary makiba i was listening to him you know rebecca malope are people i listen to you know so i just tell people all the time that just stay true to yourself follow your passion be you do not be deterred by what anybody says you know and that is a lesson that i've learned that i've stuck to so i mean this industry has taught me to be true to myself you know to to embrace my africanism and that voice listen um we she has a new fan in me right now i I love how enlightened you are it was very obvious when you walked in here that you're not just an artist you own your artistry and you understand what it's about so you're gonna perform for us yes sir okay them they talk this and talk that them say stop this and stop that if you know by dog you buy cat if you know kill fly you kill rat your relationship there for facebook but you know sabi cook you the cry when you was that uh for we if i hear you know the try if i hear for we if i hear say you the cry if i hear this love you know be by force if you know like make you divorce ah you know be by force oh if you know like make you divorce this life you know be by force if you know like make you divorce you know be by force oh if you know like make you divorce i just got a dm from my crush he promised to buy me a watch he promised to buy me a porsche he's a cool guy i thought as much I just got a DM from my crush. He promised to buy me a watch. He promised to buy me a Porsche. He's a cool guy, I thought that's Marjorie. WCW fell in love with you, MCM. Now you see your friends and you envy them. Take a look at your love life and friendship them. I bet you regret and you envy them. Mama wants you to marry. Because because she won't carry. Now you rush, go marry. Because of iPhone and Blackberry. If I hear, you know they try. If I hear, for oh, yeah. If I hear, say you they cry. If I hear, this love you know be by force. So, if you know like make you divorce. So, ah, you know be by force. If you know like make you divorce. This life you know be by force. So, if you know like make you divorce. You know be my force. So, if you know like make you divorce, young queen. I just got a DM from my crush. He promised to buy me a watch. Now wash. Now wash. Now wash. Hey. Now wash. I love your spirit, man. <laughs> I love your spirit. Thank you so much. So, what are your thoughts on love? Oh boy, like that is a question I wanted to hear. Thank you. <laughs> I always say that this is so cheesy, but like Michael Jackson will say, I'm a lover and not a fighter. I really am a lover. I think that, you know, a lot of times people talk about peace. 
and there's so much war and there's hatred and things going all around the world but you know the ultimate of all this and i think one thing that's going to stop all these things is love and the ultimate thing is love because when you have love hurting somebody is the most is the hardest things for you to do but it's not just about loving somebody else the true thing in there is really loving yourself if you love yourself you love other people i'm telling you it's so i mean a lot of things happen in this world and sometimes i go on social media and you see so much hate and so many things going on and some of the messages i never reply but every time i have to reply i tell people you know what i think you should love yourself more because when you love yourself more you're going to learn to love others love is the ultimate uh, what is it called the uh, personal is the ultimate climax to everything it is what makes everything survive is what you know um thrives everything it what makes everything green and fresh and i think for me love is the ultimate ultimate oh, I love this girl. your frustrations what really frustrates you okay i what frustrates me with this is that when i hear people undermine women that really frustrates me i'm feminist in a good way i mean i believe when somebody is wrong you must say they're wrong and whether it's a man or a woman or a child people must be corrected but i do not like it when people put women in a position where they look like they are the the lesser vessels and people that are you know we were supposed to do certain things and they put you in a category where what a man can do a woman cannot do i don't believe that is true i believe that this 21st century woman is able and capable of doing anything they want to do it frustrates me when people when men out there uh, not just men even women themselves undermine themselves and that's what kills me the most when women in the same industry women in the same field actually look down upon their fellow women and when they don't want to collaborate and don't want to come together and make things work that really frustrates me because i believe yo whether you like it or not i personally believe that women are able to do so much and if we're able to just come together there's so much we can conquer so that frustrates me so much especially when women are bringing their fellow women stand women down all right so i'm gonna throw uh words at you different words all right the key thing is you have to say the first thing that comes to mind let's do it the very first thing that comes first to first mind, huh? right? i can't think <laughs> that's not fair right. this is my boat using boat Water Drinking Beer Br- Drinking <laughs> Wine T- Tasty Flowers Beautiful Sex For the soul <laughs> Kids Treasure Ghana Everything Fashion Important Chocolate Delicious Politics Needed Marriage If you want <laughs> If you want, if you want. <laughs> It's not necessary for everybody to get married I believe I think people are going to marry Some are not going to get married So if you want <laughs> Alright cool We're still hanging out with Becca Another performance Final performance for the day Give me good loving like that You know I love you right back I go an extra mile oh. Give my king all of my heart I know if he shout I know one shout Oh, oh. You do run my mind You do read my head oh. oh Give me that sugar and spice Give me so much joy in my life This one no be your show Nana know I love you back Nana eh. Oh, do you wait? 
I will do everything just to make you happy. Oh, honey, nana, eh, my man, my own. If I ever break your heart, you know, say na lie. This is how I call it. But you're my man in tune, I hear my about me tennis one, I'm a sorry, raising you, now she must see every walk on over. I'm running and fin, I know I pick. Love that he's he's amazing, he's super talented. Yeah, right? no, you're trying to make me be a sacodier. Come on, <laughs> he's super talented. So, so, talk to me about um, Ghana. If I had never been to Ghana mm-hmm. and you were to sell Ghana to me, how would you sell Ghana to me? Ghana is very it's homely full of great culture um culture um very diverse religion ghana is a place you must come to weather is beautiful all the time and there's a lot of sea there if you'd like to swim come along um i just think that um ghana is home and that is the word is home it's home to everybody not just ghanaians it's home to whoever you are irrespective of your race or your religion ghana is the right place to come to and one more thing if you like good food the right place to come to is ghana especially if you like meat <laughs> oh, you guys are a huge fan of meat, huh? Yeah, and there's beautiful women as well. Just like Botswana. Botswana has both of those. <laughs> there is five cows to each individual in Botswana. Oh, boy. That's just how much meat we, we consume uh, yeah. back home in Botswana. So how long are you around South Africa for? I'm leaving tomorrow, unfortunately. But I'll be back. Tragically. I will be back. What, what exciting activities did you get into while you're here? Well, when I'm here, um, I like to... Well, I like to eat a lot of ribs. There's nice pork ribs around i like that a lot you know and i like to go to mandela square i've been here since i've been here every time i take a picture by the mandela statue is something that it's almost like it's like a i don't know what it is like i'm drawn to it every time i pass by i have to, have to i did it, it yesterday i did it this morning <laughs> no i'm doing it again because i'll go and eat around there so that's really good um south africa is really nice and warm and then the diverse culture just makes me it just welcomes me so much and the people are friendly and that's what i like about you guys so when i come to SA, it's just really a lot of times about work yeah. But most of the time as well, I just want to come here, chillax, you know, chill and relax, and then also just meet good people. When you're not when you're not making music um, in studio mm. or performing, what is Becca doing? Well, when I'm not making uh, when I'm not making music, I'm traveling. Your downtime. I travel a lot. I travel a lot. Yes, travel a lot, and I like to watch movies as well. So, um, but I travel a lot. In the past year, I've I've traveled. I've been to no. This just this just this from January to now. I've traveled to maybe like eight countries already. Different places that I've never been before. Budapest, Budapest, um, Greece, Santorini. I've been to um, Marbella. Santorini is such a lovely place. It is. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it was hot when I got there. It was so hot. But it was really lovely. Went to London. Went to Paris. And then in South Africa, and I'm going back home. And then I'm looking for my next destination. Any exciting projects? Collaborations? Absolutely. I've got some really amazing collaborations coming up pretty soon. Um, people from Ghana, from Nigeria, from outside as well, even in South Africa here. Um, oh gosh, I love Caspar. But one person I want to do a song with is Zahara. I already mentioned it, so I'm hoping she can hear this. Um, have you tried reaching out to her? Um, I did once, but I'm, I don't have a contact. I went on her Instagram and I tried it in the mist, but I really love her. I just really, really, really love her. I think you guys are amazing together. She's got soul and I like that. Yeah. Okay, can I try and set it up? Yes. Really? Please! 
Can I try and set that up? Okay, Look cool. at me. Okay, so next time you're back here, yes. can we promise the listener that you are going to premiere a song between Becca and Zahara? Please, let's do this. Okay, I give you my word. This yes. is going to happen. Woo. I love her. Listen, thank you very much for joining us. When, so do you know when next you're back here? I'm not too sure, but as soon as I get home, I'm processing my visa. So okay. Anytime I'm coming here. Listen, this is your home. Anytime, I'm looking at September. Anytime when you find time, please make sure that you come by and you stop by, you hang out with us. And bring us something nice. Bring me, what is it? Bitter cola. Bitter cola? That's for marriage, you know. Is it for marriage? Yeah, and you're supposed to bring that to my father. So, really? <laughs> And I'm asking you and for And you're it. asking me for it Yo, pay my bride price Wow So wait, wait, wait You need to talk about that There is no way We're not going to talk about Bitter cola Yes, let's do So I'm going to discover it It's really, so. really traditional A lot of people When they're getting married It's something they send along To the parents The the the, the bride or the father They send it So once they buy it Then it's acceptance You know But in Ghana as well There are things like Kente cloth Which you have to take along as well And there's a few things Like the Bible Depending on the religion You send it as well yeah. So, but bitter cola Is a sign of acceptance is a sign of welcoming so that's really really important to a lot of culture not just Ghanaian I know yeah. Nigeria as well they do that so and it's yes. got incredible healing properties it does apparently yeah it does it does it's quite bitter for me I like sweet things so yeah I, I, <laughs> no I actually took a bite out of it it completely <laughs> decimated my it taste buds it will yeah it will but it's really really good apparently you know okay. so yes listen thank you very much for joining us thank we you really love me. your spirit please come back make it sure will. she comes back okay <laughs> alright back ladies and gentlemen Welcome back. Welcome back to, to, to the O'Neill Africa Experience. You ready? Come on. One, two, three. It's that time of the day. The O'Neill Africa Experience. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to, to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Go. First of all, let me tell you about the first time I had the song, I was blown away. I was like, how is it possible that she didn't premiere this song on my show? Because she had been here, and then I think after she went back, I don't know whether she was in Kenya or someplace uh, in the continent, and then I came across the song. I lost my mind. Because as you guys know, this is my sound. Like, this was made specifically for me. It is my honor to welcome uh, the beautiful Victoria Kimani is live with us in studio and in the background. This is China Love. Hey, hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Firstly, let's talk about China Love before we go into anything else because <laughs> you and I have a lot to catch up on. Yes, we do. The concept behind China Love. Yes. So refreshing. But 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 tell us, tell us what was happening here. 
Okay, well, the song was produced by Dre Beats. Shout out to Dre Beats. Um, now, you know what? I wanted to make a record. This, like, this is like one of the first records I put out after I got um, released from the deal I was signed to before. So, like, I just need my own sound. Like, I don't want someone to dictate the sound for me. Yeah. Um, so I talked to Dre Beats, and I was like, I need this particular track that's, you know, dance hall, but I want to be allowed to sing. I want, to, I want it to be R&B and find a way to kind of create an Afrofusion in that same mix. So, um, and at the time, I was going through a time where, like, yo, I, I just kept experiencing friends of mine who... It was just like they weren't being authentic. You know what I mean? I don't know. Everyone has people like that around in their, yeah. in their life, I think. Especially when you're you're working hard, you're on the come up, and you don't know why some people gravitate to you. So, you know, we always kind of affiliate China with, like, you can get everything in China. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. like, yeah. made in China. Um, and, and some things are not 100% authentic. And I, yeah. think, I think they've kind of made, you know... A name for themselves as being hustlers and, and, and go-getters worldwide. Like, everybody knows Chinese, the Chinese, you know, they manufacture all kinds of goods. And um, growing up, like, I remember looking at random pieces of merchandise, like, like, and you never know that they're not real, like a Duracell battery. And it's yeah. like, you look at it closely and it says, do last cell. And I'm like, what? <laughs> a battery? A whole fake battery? <laughs> like, same thing with, like, I bought this Adidas shirt. I thought it was real Adidas. And when I got home, it said Adidas. Like, the D was just an A. I was like, yo, that's messed up. So, you know, I just kind of, you know, kind of made a metaphor out of it. Not to say that everything from China is authentic, because yeah. that's absolutely untrue. But, you know, that's kind of where I was coming from. I don't want an authentic love that you think is real at first and then yeah. later on you look closely and you're like man you got you got me like that's basically what it what the concept was this is what i this is what i love about you because you, you there's a lot of thought behind everything you do i mean this is just taking me back to um the concept behind safari yeah, your last album yeah, yeah. i remember you started teasing ahead with these scrumptious pictures <laughs> um for the longest uh, so I needed a cup to drool into um, For months And I was wondering what was going on And then boom You're releasing an album And it's called Safari And I happened to listen to it What a, what a beautiful project Thank you, you oh, There's always imagination Behind everything that you do And I, I, I wonder Do people realize Do your audience Do people who consume your, your music your, um, your artistry Do they get that Do you feel like they get where you're coming from? Not always. Especially here recently. I'm really looking at my followers sideways like, yo, you guys, why are you even following me? <laughs> you guys don't appreciate me the way you're supposed to. Um, no, I, I, I just put out um, an EP called Afropolitan yeah. not long ago. And I've been rolling out the visuals for the EP. And I find that, especially on social media, what people react to is like, Things that have nothing to do with hard work or music. Yeah. Like, literally, it could be the most random sexy picture or maybe a picture with a nice outfit. And then you'll see, like, this drastic difference in likes. And I'm like, I sometimes I don't know why people follow me. You know yeah. what I mean? But I will say that the true fans, the people who have been riding with Victoria Kimani listening to my music, they're definitely seeing a growth. They're seeing a new direction music-wise. Um, and I'm very proud of that because... I believe, like, as an artist, you're supposed to continuously evolve. You can't remain stagnant. I can't yeah. keep doing 
the same sound over and over again simply because that's what's happening around me so yeah i'm i'm just grateful and i'm blessed that the few people whoever they are who have been writing with me are still like they're evolving with me and they're accepting different sounds as i continue to experiment the o'neill africa experience the home of african talent Welcome back. Welcome back to, to, to the O'Neill Africa Experience. I could be wrong, but you're true R&B. Like you're R&B to the core, to the bone. It's crazy. It's so crazy because I have so many challenges when I'm in the studio with certain people. Yeah. And they just, I mean, we fight. We go back and forth. I remember I was in the studio not long ago with Techno, and he's just like, man, you don't even have to sing just... All over the track And I'm like bro That's for you to do But like I have like a It's like a spiritual calling To do this And to be honest Like I don't care if you guys Never give me a penny Like I'm going to do this I'm going to die doing this (laughs) You know And I'm not going to Start changing Who I am And changing my vibe Um, Look I I, I can tell I'm a huge R&B fan So I, I pick it up in your tone The first time I had you sing And I was listening to your overall cadence, your your inflections. I was like, this is an R&B singer. And, <laughs> and by the way, the first time I had you, it wasn't even an R&B song. Yeah. And I was saying to somebody, and I was like, no, this this she's an R&B singer. <laughs> because I'm technical. Like, that's how I consume music. Yeah. From a very technical point of view. And, and I could pick it up. So whenever I hear songs like China Love, I, I, I wish people could hear it the way I, I hear it. And I wish it could translate to just... More than what seems to be uh, an experimental sound, mm-hmm. like where people really appreciate it for what it is, and people actually go out there and buy it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, so I always try and place myself in your shoes. I'm like, I wonder, especially because of we exist at a time where everything is in, comes in the form of a wave. Mm-hmm. Oh, this yeah. wave just comes everything and then it dis- disappears. Exactly. And if you are not true to your, your sound, mm-hmm. you're bound to just find yourself being all over the place. Yeah. And you have found your sound and you seem to be sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the cool thing about China Love is like, I didn't realize that, especially in where I'm from in Kenya, we have a very interesting relationship with the Chinese. So it really, really, really hit well for me at home. Yeah, no, so listen, East Africa, I know. Right? Well, specifically in Kenya. <laughs> it, um, I don't know what it did in Tanzania or Uganda, but I know in Kenya that song did really well for me. And it was one of my first um, videos to hit a million views in a certain amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, that's so crazy because even shooting the music video was the most effortless video I've ever shot. I don't think I paid anything for the video. Like, I literally had some guys hold a 5D. Um, I, sh- I had to shoot in, I shot in Beijing. I had a um, I had a show in Beijing, and I, I shot some of the scenes there. And then um, the part with Tehran from Rock City, we had to shoot that in Chinatown, New York. So I literally just took all the footage, put it on my hard drive, and sent it to an editor. Yeah. And that was the only thing I paid for, was the editing. But, like, it was so effortless. I think people kind of just... People can feel when it's something's authentic at the end of the day. Like, regardless of what 
I guess wave is going on. I yeah. Think if, if people can feel that, all right, this is actually authentic. This is this is you now. <laughs> you know, this is not you trying to fit it. This is you actually just on your own wave, and you know. But I think it's crazy. It really, really is crazy. This this African industry of ours has taught me quite a bit, O'Neill. From yeah. the last time I was here till now, I'm just looking like, wow, this is. Well, that's why you're here. Why don't you tell us? Right? Where have you been? (laughs) I should have started with this. Where have you been, Victoria? I've been everywhere. Okay, so I did a a nationwide tour in Kenya. Um, So far, we've done five cities. Um, I want to go and do a second half of the tour and do another five. Um, And that was interesting for me. That alone was like the hugest learning experience because I had never... Um, been on a tour before I'd never put myself on a real actual tour with my band and the dancers and the whole crew I mean we were traveling with the stage it was this giant truck <laughs> which transformed into a stage yeah we went and set up everywhere and it was just it was so interesting like this the type of people that you know that actually knew my music in different parts of Kenya and I think that was so necessary for me to do because a lot of people didn't have access to me and then I didn't want to keep waiting for promoters to call me so I'm like let me put myself on tour so I did that um, and as you know I, Lagos is still a very big part of my life I still have my home there uh, I make a lot of my music there as well so I'm always kind of back and forth um, you were with the major sorry you were with the major at some point yeah, then, I'm like indie major, kind of. <laughs> are you in any with any at the moment? No, I'm independent now. Okay. I'm an independent artist. Um, that can't be easy, though. No, it's it? not. It's not. But I, I feel like, you know, even when I was signed, I was doing a lot of independent things. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of prepared myself for it mentally. But it's not easy, especially from the promotional standpoint. Because yeah. it's, easy, it's easy to create the art. It's easy to shoot the videos. Um, but you know, once it's time to plug your music and, and get it out there, it's a whole new ball game. Like that's, yeah. I mean, what you know, just having the music and the visuals is like thirty percent of the work. <laughs> like, there's literally so much other things that you, so many other things that you have to do. So, I mean, I think that's the part for me that's been the most challenging. But um, I'm in a good space. I think you I'm know, in a good space one creating. of the things that I enjoy doing, when especially when, um, when when I hang out with you, I know I can take the conversation any and everywhere. And you'd go there with me. I want to talk to you about something that seems to be uh, prevalent at the moment. There seems to be a lot of depression, in, particularly in the, me- in the media industry. Look, I don't suppose, I don't think it, it, uh, uh, this is the first time this has happened. It has always been there. Mm-hmm. Except it wasn't such a low-hanging fruit then. But it seems, I think with the advent of social media, everything seems to be a little bit more illuminated. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is the case? If you can let me into the background, into the, um, if you can share a backstory of what happens behind the scenes, that sort of um, triggers depression or this uh, calamity of sorts, if I can call it that, that we're witnessing at the moment. What really happens out there? You mean in, 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 when it comes to entertainers? Yeah. Oh my goodness, so many things. So many things And like If I didn't have Like My relationship with God I know for a fact I'd be like Super depressed right now Cause I mean Some people Like literally From childhood They have this dream Of being an, an entertainer Yeah And When they hit a certain age They feel like If they haven't accomplished What they You know Certain things like that Or maybe even You could actually be At the top of your game 
and and maybe you take people's opinions too much to heart maybe you you see yourself as being greater than you are or whatever it is that could make someone depressed um, but the worst thing that I've seen is the drugs drugs is the worst thing you could do <laughs> um, no but I mean I don't even want to mention names but some of the bad, top artists bad. even in the continent I mean they're drinking lean they're constantly high constantly and they can't do without it they can't operate without it they can't they need to always feel this wave of an out of body experience or I'm here but I'm not here Yeah. you know even just for them to go and do something basic like an interview like you have to be high first like why bro like what are you trying to what are you trying to cover up especially some people again I won't mention names but it's like wow you're so blessed and I look at them and I'm like wow you're actually on top you've got millions of followers but you still need to self medicate so you know I, I just believe man God that's been my balance yeah cause if I decide to go the other way that's that's it's complete destruction for me <laughs> yeah. it's complete destruction for me but I mean there's so many different reasons why a person could be depressed yeah. they could literally just have um, there's mental illness we don't, we don't talk about that much in Africa yeah, we don't. I mean there's pain and hurt from the past some people have been some people have been like hurt as, ch- as children and they never got over it some and then people you just thrust into the limelight yeah. and you don't know how to balance yeah absolutely some people the fame and and, and I think things came became too available to them too quickly too prematurely and they didn't have the right guidance around them some people have yes men around them some people are not being honest you know with 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 them and you know I think I don't know there's so many things I've even had some some moments where I'm like man all the people around me are I'm just like you guys really support me for real are you guys really 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 like you guys have my back or are you yeah. just waiting to see when something great happens for me so you can join up join in on the ride yeah you know and that alone is enough to depress a person you know but like when you get back to your core and like why you started doing this why you started doing the music or doing whatever it is that you love that's always like the saving grace because it's like wow i love music too much to allow anything outside of music destroy me. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to, to the O'Neill Africa Experience. Look here, O'Neill. Now look here, okay? <laughs> when a black woman says to you, when a black woman says, look here, or when she says, you know what? She's been your fan. Now look here, O'Neal. I didn't want to tell you this story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Just last night, there's somebody that you've never done anything physical before, ever, ever, ever. Not even kiss. But I've liked this guy for like a whole year and like a half, right? Um, finally, we're both in the same city at the same time. Yeah. This guy had... Now, I know for a fact that that we have a connection and it is it is romantic both from both sides um we stayed in touch but not as much as i would like to with this over this the course of this past year um he wanted literally for me to go home with him this same night maybe his idea of romance or his how he wanted to express his love was instant 
And how I wanted to express mine was, I want to see where we can go. I'm not trying to rush into that because as soon as I do, like, I don't know. Everything changes after you have sex. And he's like, why are you, why are you trying to stop the mood? Like, this is where the mood is taking us. Why are you trying to stop it? (laughs) So it has to be over the course of time because if you, you can't jump and say anything about love or romance in the in the first like if people are not willing to be patient with you already they're not showing signs of love do you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you're not willing to you didn't even know how i laugh you didn't know how i smell you just were ready like okay <laughs> you don't love me you just love my doggy style if i if i gave it to you sorry i don't know if i can say that on the radio that's an old saying by the way that i used to say with my friends and they'd be like i love you and i'm like you don't love me you just love my doggy style but no, um, genuinely, like, I was just like, man, like, that whole year of me liking you, like, it just went down the drain just now. Like, and I don't like you anymore because that selfish, like, you're trying to force me to do, not force, because yeah. that's, that's taking it somewhere else. But you're trying to insist and trying to convince me to do something that you're ready for that I'm not ready for. Yeah. And again... Okay, Those are so, the type of men that I... I, I so so we're dealing with character here. Yes. With this particular... Can I call him an asshole? I think so. Yeah. With this particular individual, we're, we're dealing with character, with his character. Yeah. This does, this does not change in any way how you... Okay, it does change your perception of him now. Yeah. But in terms of whatever connection you made... It doesn't change it in any way, shape, or form. The fact that you have known each other for this long and you carried him someplace. Where was that place? There's a place where you stored him, where you carried him. In order for you to recognize him yeah. in that way, not physically, yeah. you carried him some yeah, someplace. Definitely, definitely. So a relationship began at some point. In my head, I guess. A long time ago, way before he started exhibiting signs of being yeah. a predator. Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly what it is. Yeah, but so, but it does, but but it changes. Like when, once you get to know, that's why it's important to get yeah. to know someone because it can change what you. Sometimes we like people because we like the idea of them, or we like yeah. the I, I like Certainly. the idea of where you are a radio presenter, I'm an artist. I want this would be a great relationship. It's like just the idea of not really getting to know who that person is, and yeah. those are the things that blind us. And I think me and Victoria should go on a date, <laughs> and I'm putting it out there. I'm really putting it Guys I'm being serious Y'all know I'm single uh, She's Where clearly single Because this man she's, I will not allow her To see this man Can again Can you believe it man Just last night man I was so disappointed I was like wow Even his argument is so weak Oh man like, he, His game was horrible The mood It was like, horrible Yeah he was like You Something's flowing And you're stopping it And like wow. How are you You know That's not cool at all And he was like Really complaining I think he probably expected and I'm, again, that energy thing. I could give off a sexual energy, but that doesn't mean I want to have sex with you. Of course. Like, and it doesn't mean I'm ready to do that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy, man. People are selfish. And those, again, these are the type of people that I meet. Yeah, you need to change where you're shopping. I, you know what? You need to change your method Once of again. shopping. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I Listen, Victoria, do. we could do this. I think we need a podcast together. Right? Jackie, please. Work on it. That would be lit. We so every time she's here, we do this. Like we just 
like we, we just gone. You know? You know, verbal stream of consciousness between yeah. the two of us. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. It's always dope doing this. This is the one time when you've been here and I didn't make you perform. Yeah, I know. So you're lucky. It's your lucky day. But we found something else in the process. Yeah? We discovered that we just genuinely um, disagree on a lot of things. <laughs> you see? You see? Um, yeah, How long man. are you around for? I'm around for another what, five days, four days. Okay. Yeah. All right. So talk to me real quick about this project you're working on. Uh, okay. It's the the last EP, right? Is it already? Yeah, out there? it's out. It's okay. called Afropolitan. You can find it on iTunes and it's on Spotify. It's on all the major digital platforms. Um, and I put out three visuals so far. Um, I'm really proud of this work. The reason why I called it Afropolitan is because I feel like I'm literally a mixture of just that. I'm African. I'm metropolitan. Um, I think I identify with. Um, global thinking Africans and the Africans that they see Africa from a global standpoint. They don't yeah. just see it as I'm, I'm in I'm in African. I'm African. Um, I find that I identify a lot with. I mean, you can hear my accent. Like you know, I was born in LA, so there's a lot of Africans in the diaspora that have yeah. felt very disconnected from Africa for so long. And I think our, our you know our our family members have something to do with that. If we're not pronouncing pronouncing every word perfectly correct in our language, our native yeah. tongue, it's like, oh, you're not African enough. Yeah. So this yeah. is my identity. This is this is who I am. I'm very African and I'm very very metropolitan. So. Um, but the music reflects that. I think when you go through it's seven songs, there's no features. Um, it genuinely reflects. It's Afro sounds, but it's it's from a worldly standpoint, and and it's flowing in that lane of China love as well. So I'm very proud of my work. Afropolitan makes you check it out, and my music really is my boyfriend right now. It hasn't let me down yet, so. <laughs> Victoria Kibadi, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, guys, everything will be available as a podcast an hour from now. Thank you very much for doing this with us. You know I'm a fan. Thank you. That is, and it always breaks my heart when you come into the country and you come and hang out. Like, like, And I get to find out on social media that you went. That's why you end up on dates. How are you going to say this at the end of the interview? I can't even defend myself. Oh, God. But much love. Much love. We're out of here. Thanks a lot to my producer, Jackie. We're out of here. And we're playing out with China Love. Yeah. Go. Take it low, break it down low. Roll it up and be real. This is cliffcentral.com.